Good morning, I hope this finds you really well. I am going to be talking to you this morning about what the plan is now for the next few months for Church Central West and for our morning services particularly. We finished our series on Philippians uh, just last week and today I'm pleased to be introducing a new preaching series to you and giving a bit of introduction and a bit of background to it. But the headline is, in terms of our meetings, that we are going to continue meeting uh, in this way online, with online services going out in the same way at 10 o'clock on Sunday mornings, right the way through the rest of the spring and the summer. We have no immediate plans to uh, meet physically. Uh, that's not possible at the moment. And so we're going to continue like this for the time being. Obviously, with the restrictions easing gradually, there may be opportunities for us to meet and to arrange to meet with one another in different forms, in different ways. And it might be that through the clusters, uh, some of that's arranged. But um, in terms of our kind of central meetings as a church, our central services that go out, we're going to keep it like this for the time being. We just feel that that's, that's right for now. I hope that's OK. If you've got any questions or queries, please do get in touch. And obviously, we'll update you if anything changes. But um, we are going to be continuing online through the summer and to complement this opportunity we as a leadership team were praying considering well, what, what are we going to teach on through this time and we are going to teach on worship we felt that that was a really important thing to uh, use this opportunity to go through and in particular we're going to be looking at the book of psalms so over the course of the next few months, we're going to be preaching through a number of the Psalms. And really what I want to do is I want to teach you to sing from God's word. Uh, I want to teach you to sing. I guess what we've all experienced in the last year is that our, the way we worship together as a church has, has obviously had to drastically change. And the biggest thing really is that we haven't been able to sing together and it's something that we've lamented and something that we've really felt and we've missed. It is incredible, I don't know about you, but I've found that it's just been amazing to see how the Holy Spirit works uh, in spite of the restrictions and it's just reminded me that he is in no way impeded. He is in no way in lockdown and he can move even over Zoom and in other different ways that We've had some wonderful times at prayer meetings and other meetings where we've still seen the gifts of the Spirit uh, in operation. We've still um, you know, seen the presence of God with us as we've worshipped together, even though we've had to adapt. But I guess there will come a time eventually, I don't know what it will look like yet, but it will happen when we are back together and we were able to worship together and we we're able to sing together again. And... I guess this time has perhaps given us a bit of a time, a bit of space to kind of reflect on what we value in worship and reflect on, on kind of what is worship and why do we do it together. And I believe that you know, God wants to teach us and prepare us in a way for when we can meet back together again. And so that's what this series is all about. So I'm going to give a bit of introduction to the Psalms today uh, and then a number of different Psalms are going to be preached on over the coming weeks by different members of, of the church. Once again, uh, our preaching team is going to continue to, to take on some of these uh, messages, so I'm excited about that. 
But firstly, just a bit of introduction as to what, why is singing important? Why do I want to teach you to sing? Why do we need singing lessons in this season? Singing lessons is what we're kind of calling this, this series. Well, uh, singing is not just something that is kind of commended in the Bible. It's something that is commanded a number of times, including throughout the Psalms. And the Psalms is the longest book in the Bible. It is um, it has hundreds of references to singing and, and lots of direct commands to God's people to sing. It is a book of songs, a book of, of poems that were designed to be set to music. It, it, it was the worship manual of ancient Israel. And I don't think it's an accident that it's the longest book in the Bible and the central book in the Bible, because God wants to us to know that it's important for us to sing and to learn to sing, to sing in the right way. And it's one of the absolute distinctives about Christianity. If you go to any Christian service in any denomination, pretty much anywhere in the world, you will find that singing uh, is normally speaking a huge percentage, some, some, sometimes more than 50%, but at least 50% of the service is taken up with singing. And it is marvellous. It is wonderful that um, that is part of our faith. We have something to sing about and, and it's important for us to sing. In Colossians 3.16, it says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. Again, in Ephesians 5, verses 18 to 19, Paul writes, do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. And the Bible is scattered through with commands like this. And I just think it's amazing that God commands us to sing. What, a, what an incredible thing to be commanded to do. He is, he's put into our biology an instrument right here. And, and our whole body is, is an instrument an instrument of righteousness, an instrument of, uh, of, of joy. And, 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 and we are to use it to sing his praise and to sing our faith. Let me go a little bit more into this. In Deuteronomy 4, uh, verses 6 to 9, there's the famous kind of real central passage of the whole Torah, really, where the people of Israel are commanded, Hear, O Israel, listen, the Lord is our God, the Lord alone. You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul and with all your strength. And you must commit yourself wholeheartedly to these commands that I'm giving you today. Goes on to talk about how to do this in your household. Verse seven, repeat them again and again to your children. Talk about them when you are at home and when you are on the road, when you are going to bed and when you are getting up. And do you know what? I would say that singing is possibly one of the few human activities that perfectly combines all of these things. Love the Lord with your heart, with your soul, with your body, with your strength. And as Jesus quotes this, he adds, your mind as well. Because when we sing, we engage our minds in the words. We engage our hearts and our souls. Singing can come from deep within. It's something that's an expression Um, of something that's really deep within we we engage our emotions in that as well we engage our strength we we have to take a deep breath we have to push it out sometimes we we add dancing to that as well 
And there's a few reasons why, I guess, as Christians looking back at with pre pre lockdown, pre pre COVID, why why do we not sing? What why you know what why the reasons that we don't take these commands? Because these commands are so clear, and yet I know that for some this is an issue. And I think the biggest reason is because in our culture, uh, singing is something that is so uh, professionalized. You know, we have we have the pop popular music and pop stars and, and all of the singing contests and things on TV, it's become this thing that you, you have to be really good at in order for other people to want to listen. And that's the the thing that we buy into, the idea that if you don't have a perfect singing voice, if you're not Ariana Grande, then it's not worth singing. It's not worth singing so that other people can hear. So sometimes in church, you know, you maybe don't sing very loudly or don't sing at all because you're worried about how good your voice is. Well, look, this whole series and this whole thing that we're doing through the Psalms, I really want us to just blow that out of the water and to get back to a biblical view of what singing well is. Because truly singing well is loving the Lord your God with all your heart or your soul or your body or your mind and all your strength. It doesn't matter what it sounds like in a professional kind of musical way. It matters that you are engaging those things and that it is worship to God. And if it is... And if that is, that, that is happening, then that is music to God's ears. That sounds beautiful to God's ears. And that should be our primary focus, not on how good it sounds. So I just want to blow it out of the water. Some people were told when they were kids, maybe by a teacher or something, oh, you can't sing. And that stopped you singing. It's like stopped up your voice. Well, I just want to encourage you to, to let it soar again, to let your voice soar, because God wants to hear your songs. He doesn't just want to hear internally your thoughts. He wants to hear your songs. He wants you to love him with all of your heart, soul, mind, body and strength. And as I say, singing is one of the brilliantest gifts he's given us to help us to do that. There's so many incredible benefits to singing. Uh, one of them is that it just it's good for your well-being. Um, there's studies to show that it's, it's, it, it's good for you to sing. Uh, it's good for your health. I'm not going to go into that, but you can look it up online if you want to. But from a biblical perspective and from the thinking of us as singing together in church, it has a purpose. And that is to, it's not just to make us feel good, it is to uh, worship God. It is to do that thing in Deuteronomy 4, to, to worship God with all our heart, soul, mind, body and strength. And as we do that and as we sing God's praise, as we sing the truths about God, um, it can build us up and it can build each other up. Hearing our voices together uh, can build us all up and can help us and sort of ground us in the truth of God's word. It also, of course, has a spiritual power. When we sing and when we worship like this, when we give our spiritual sacrifices to God, we are doing warfare. And quite often singing and worshipping um, is so linked to intercession and there's great power in doing that together as well. Singing can help us to express a whole range of human emotions and a whole range of human experiences. And this is what we're going to come on to that's so key about the Psalms. I'll open that up a little bit in a minute. Singing is also rehearsal for heaven. If you look into Revelation, there is this amazing picture at the end of the Bible, which is looking forward to the picture in heaven and to when Jesus is going to return. And we, we just see this beautiful picture painted of a great multitude that no one can count from every single nation, 
background ethnicity on the earth and they are singing a new song of praise to God. Singing is going to feature hugely in heaven and if that's true, if, if, if in our new resurrection bodies we're going to be singing, then how much is, is singing in this life rehearsal for that? And as we sing, we can sing the story, we can sing about our salvation, about what God has done to each other and to the world. So as far as we are concerned and as far as our church is concerned, we are what we sing. It's important. It's really important. I just want to blow out of the water any sense of, well, that's, you know, that's okay for you, Owen, because you're a singer and you you sing. That's what you do. Like, this isn't about that. This isn't about preference. It's not about gifting. It's about what God commands in his word. And it's about something that God has, has, has done in how he's made us to be our whole biology. It's something that God has set in place, which is a gift to us to help us to worship and it's a command. And if there's command in scripture, we need to obey it, right? And and there's there's hundreds of commands in scripture to sing and to dance and to do other things, but we'll leave that for another day. So we are what we sing. And so the Psalms can help us and can teach us to sing the right words to God, to sing the right things back to God, to sing the kind of music that is music to his ears. So let's give a little bit of introduction to the book of Psalms. Uh, It's, as I said, the longest book in the Bible. There are 150 Psalms. Um, What is a Psalm? It's basically a poem or a song um, that's been written and constructed. And it's designed to be like a worship song, like a hymn that's used by the community of God's people. These Psalms in the Bible were written over hundreds of years Um, There's psalms that are written by Moses, there's psalms that are written by King David, many of them written by him, and others later on. So over the course of hundreds of years, with lots of different authors, that they were written, they were recorded, and then collated at the time of Ezra and Nehemiah, if you know your Old Testament history, when the Israelites came back from uh, exile in Babylon, and there was the restoration period, that's what we call it. Um, that's the time that the Psalms were collated and put together into the collection, which is really very similar to the collection we have in our Bibles today. There's actually five separate books. They're structured in a particular way. Um, and it, it is, as I said before, the worship manual of Israel. And so they can teach us so much. They can teach us primarily how to relate to God. They can give us a language that helps us to relate to God. It's been said that the Bible speaks to us, the Psalms speak for us. So it's really good for us to read and to learn and to, and to grapple with them um, as we're going to do. There's Psalms that talk about affliction, uh, that, that, that help us to lament, that talk about God's rescue, uh, that teach us to give thanks, that help us to intercede, to remember God's mighty acts, to sing the story of God's kingdom on earth. There's psalms about all kinds of different human experiences. And it's amazing, really, I think we're going to find as we go through this, the permission that we're given to say and sing certain things to God. You know, we really need to see how much scope there is um, for, for us. God has provided for us because he knows the breadth of human experiences 
and he wants to meet with us and help us to express our faith in the midst of all of these different experiences and he's given us this gift of the psalms to help us to do that they also teach us to sing the story uh the psalms is quoted more times in the new testament than any other old testament book it's very popular with jesus and his disciples and it's because the psalms largely recounts the story of ancient israel the history of, of david the promises to him of, 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 of uh, the exodus out of egypt and david's dynasty and all the ups and downs of the kings of israel and ultimately it shows how these kingdoms weren't able to bring about god's rule on earth in the way that that had been promised and the way it hoped and what you see in the psalms as in other parts of the old testament is is there's this pointing forward to a messiah to a, a one who's going to come and fulfill the promises of god and, and bring blessing to the ends of the earth there's so much that points forward to jesus it's like a bridge of living history that goes from the story of the old testament to jesus and that's why jesus and his disciples quoted it so much but it was written at a time before Jesus was known about. They only had echoes of the Messiah. And so there's so much about looking forward. There's so much about asking questions like, why do the godly suffer? Why do the wicked prosper? Why is, where is the former glory of God's people? And those kind of questions. Those questions are relevant today still, right? Aren't they? They're relevant to us. They're relevant to us in our, in our walk. They're the kind of things that we sometimes muse about and, and get a bit stuck on. And so it's important for us to explore these questions together too. I love the authenticity of the Psalms. I love the fact that they're honest, that they're deep as well as full of wisdom. They help us to express faith, express disappointment, express hope. They give us the emotional range that we need when we come to God. And I love that. You know, sometimes modern worship music can be criticised for a lack of content. Well, I'm not going to go into that debate but I'm just going to say that the Psalms give us the breadth that we need of truth and of emotional bandwidth as well. So I hope this is whetting your appetite for going through the Psalms together. What we've done is we've curated a selection of them because 150 Psalms is too many for us to, to deal with in, in a term. So we have chosen a selection uh, of Psalms and they might not necessarily be in chronological order, okay? But the point of the selection that we've chosen is that it, it shows um, a selection of different sort of circumstances, different styles, different things that they can teach us about how to relate to God. So if your favourite psalm isn't covered, uh, I hope, you know, please, please bear with us on that. But the point of this is that, you know, we've tried to have a selection that will give us that breadth, and that will teach us to express worship to God across a variety of life's circumstances. So, I hope you're ready to enrol in the singing lessons of the Psalms over the course of this next term. I'm really looking forward to it. Let's pray that God really speaks to us. Uh, and let's pray for all of our preaching teams, going to include guys from, from West here, as well as some of the guys from from south too and i believe we're going to be really blessed as we go through this together i'm just going to finish in prayer father god we thank you for uh, the gift of the psalms thank you that you want to help us and train us and equip us 
to obey your commands to worship you with, with all of ourselves. I pray that you would help us to learn to do that through this time. Lord God, we pray that you would teach us as a church to be the kind of church that worships you in a way that's fitting and, and that gives you glory and honour and that expresses our faith in a way that helps it to strengthen and grow. And Lord, as you continue to work in us through um, this term, I pray that there be much great fruit for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen.